If you want to hear something new, but you don't know how to choose it, come and join Andy and Chris on Adventures in New Music. Two new records every week, a playlist of our favorite songs. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And adventuresinyoumusic.com So check out our Woolly Analysis Which occasionally gets boozy Get on board and come along On Adventures in New Music Yes, that's right, it is episode 9 of Adventures in New Music We are back! Yes, we are. And tonight we are talking about Super Champon by Ottoboke Beaver and Out of Sight by the Sheepdogs. It's going to be a good one. Here we go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, you plum ruffian. How are you? I'm all right. How are you? A little bit later than, the, than, than we thought we'd be back, but we're back. Yeah, we've had, we've had an extended hiatus. Uh, like so many bands over the years, we're back with our... What ninth episode? Yeah, it's pretty pretty slack. Pretty slack. It's a bit. <laughs> it's a bit slack this year, but we're going to pick it up. We're going to pick it up now. We're, we're gonna, we get a bit of a get a bit of a sprint on from here to Christmas. You know, yeah. Um, it has been it has been quite a summer, hasn't it? With uh, various things on. We actually played a gig, didn't we, last week together? We, we did. played a festival together, which was mm. lovely. Spent much of the weekend dressed as frogs, and then on Sunday morning, played a banging set. We did. That was at the Just So Festival in uh, in Cheshire, Road Hall in Cheshire, which was lovely, uh, with a fantastic band called the Bobby Sox. You want to check them out, featuring Andy's good good lady wife and uh, and our friend Jude and Aness as well. It was fantastic. It was lovely. Really, really nice. It was. It's such a great festival. Really, really great. Run by Wild Rumpus, who are a great um, arts company. Um, yeah. Doing good things. A really positive, positive positive festival really nice to do anyway if um uh, so apart from that Mm. what else have you been up to since last time we spoke on this pod obviously i've spoken a lot in between but um i went to spain had a holiday for the first time in a few years that was really nice it sounds ridiculous but it's ever so hot Uh, spain Mm. in august you wouldn't believe it but hot um yeah I don't know, man. Life is just like ticking down. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> plumbing neck. Let's not get. Let's not bring it down. Just a couple of minutes in, we're only just we've only just returned back, and oh goodness me, goodness me. Um, what about music? Have you, uh, listening to any good stuff? Just I think like obviously it's been a it's been a couple of months since we've we've, we've been in. So I think what would be nice to do is should we. Should we pick a couple of albums that we've been enjoying from that uh, from that time? And then, of course, we, we've also got very, very special guests coming up, which we'll, we'll tell you about in a minute. Mm. But um, before we get to that, do you want to hit me with a couple of albums that you've been enjoying? Yeah, man, let's do that. Okay, so first up, I'm going to hark back to uh, an artist that we were listening to a couple of years ago um, through, through an adventure. I think she was my nomination. Maggie Rogers has a new album out. Uh, the mm. record is called Surrender, and it's awesome. It's just it's it's a kind of a powerful pop record. The drumming on it is immense. Like it's a really really cool drumming album. Um, yeah. But it's it's just got so many catchy songs. Her voice is outstanding. 
And um, if I could recommend one track for everyone to check out, check out the track Want Want. Um, that's two wants. And um, oh, it's just so good. I was listening to it just before we came on air tonight. And oh, it's, it's totally, totally awesome track. Um, another artist uh, who we've listened to before and thoroughly enjoyed, uh, Fantastic Negrito has a new album out. Remember Fantastic Negrito? Yeah, I've checked this out as well, actually. Uh, white Jesus, Black Problems, and is absolutely a uh, killer album. Really, really enjoy that. A little bit kind of lower energy compared to the last one we listened to. The the opening track, Venomous Dogma, it kind of like, it kicks off like the opening of the last album. I was like, put it on thinking, oh, here we go again. Here mm. we go again. But yeah, I think you're right. It has, it, I, I, I think I preferred this one to the one that we covered yeah, last year. Was it last year, the year before? God, I think it was, I think it was the year before. I think it was 2020. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely think I prefer this this one. It's uh, it, it's it's cool. It's really really good. Yeah, really good. good. Right, okay, have you so. got a couple of a uh, couple of records for me to uh, to tell me about? Yeah. So the, so the first one I can't remember if we've spoken about on the podcast. Been out for a little while, but I have been really really enjoying the Regina Spectre album, Home yes. Before and After. Yes. Yeah, um, superb really great mm. really really good what a solid album just enjoyable yeah. um from start to finish really really you know she's she's absolutely knocked it out of the park with that one it's brilliant great album um, and another album which I, I know i've been going on to you about but um again another band that we covered on the pod last year uh viagra boys new album cave world oh, which yeah. is superb now this feels like they've just really kind of stepped it up even more i loved their album last year i mm. thought it was brilliant but this just feels like a like the whole thing's like a tidier package like the production is great it, it's 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 brilliant i think if i reckon recommending a song i go opening track baby criminal check that out awesome great album really oh, cool. really good I, I will because i do like them um must confess not check that record out but yeah i will do nice one yeah. bud. Uh, anything coming up that you're excited about at the minute um, oh, put me on the spot. Off the top of my head, <laughs> album's coming out. Do you know, I'm not not really so sure. I have it. We missed a popular here tonight. I mean, is that your email? Your text oh, message sorry, going off every mate. two yeah, seconds. Sorry, mate. I'm just in demand. Come on, get in the room. Mate. Get in sorry, the room. Sorry, mate. Just... <laughs> Stocks and shares, uh, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that uh, <laughs> cryptocurrency, whatever it's called. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, granddad, steady on. Um, <laughs> Um, I tell you what, I am quite excited to listen to in in full. I did put it on for a quick spin the other night. Have you heard the new Beyonce record? No, I haven't. No, uh, that's pretty good. So I I put that on the other night. So I've started something a little bit uh, <laughs> a little bit daft here. So when my son um, Buddy was born, um, one of our friends gifted him the album that was number one on record, which was a Drake album. And I thought, oh, that's really cool. What I'm going to do, I'm going to do a bit of a tradition here. And every time, every album that's number one on his birthday, I'm going to buy it him on record. And then when he sort of gets to 18, he's going to have a nice little start of a record collection going on. And then I decided that I was going to do the same thing with my daughter, Elmo, when she was born last, uh, last August. The problem is... Buddies have all been quite straightforward. Elmer's um, album that was number one when she was born last year was uh, the Dave record, which I really, really oh, enjoyed. Yeah. Problem with it is it's a limited edition run to a 1,000, and the <laughs> cheapest I can find one for is £95. Mate, so I've not bought that. are yet. you? Just do it. I know, I know. This is exactly what my wife's been saying. <laughs> anyway, I've, I've not bought it yet. So number one this year on her first birthday, which was um, a couple of weeks ago, 
is the new Beyonce record. So I put it on for a bit of a spin. I was like, yeah, this is really good. Really, really good. A lot of people sort of raving about it. Um, and that is £65 to buy on record brand new. So it's like, this is skinting me. Uh, you've never um, been one to shy away from an impulse buy that way over the odds. You might as well. Yeah, my, I think my, my life motto is throw money at the problem. Ooh. So, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I guess I will have to buy it. But, yeah, looking forward to listening to that in a little more detail. Really looking forward to this weekend at Reading and Leeds Festival. Oh, yeah. Although, although not going, um, I'm actually playing a festival called the Sunshine Festival this weekend. Oh, not Not quite the same. Uh, headline act of the Sunshine Festival is the Human League. Um, yeah, um, but Reading and Leeds, looking forward to watching a bit on the old uh, BBC on the iPlayer. Yeah. Um, particularly looking forward to Halsey's set. Yeah, I was going to say, really looking forward to that. Not so looking forward to Rage Against the Machines anymore after they cancelled their European tour. Rage Against the Festival, oh, that's what people are saying. Rage Against, I'm, I'm raging. <laughs> well, you had tickets to see them, didn't you, in Prague? Yeah, I'm off to Prague for a big white elephant now. Um, but that should be that should be fun anyway. But a little bit disappointed not to see the the rage lads. But, um, yeah. you know, they won't do what you tell them, will they? They certainly won't. They certainly won't. So before we crack on with our albums mm. for this episode, episode nine, which I'm very excited to get into, um, we've got a special guest, Phil. Phil Scaresbrick from um, Secret Meeting Fanzine, who has very, very kindly sent us over a little rundown of his sort of, it's like his sort of mid-year report, isn't it? His favourite records mm. up to summer. Um, and it, it's really nice. So we're going to stick that in the middle of this episode. Um, and, and thanks very much to Phil for doing that. It's really, really in-depth um, report. Mm. And, you know, he's flagged up some really cool albums. So that's going to be coming your way in the middle of this episode, something a little bit different. Shall we crack on with our albums then? Let's do that. Okay, first up this week, it's Andy's choice. Andy, what have you picked us? This week, I have picked us Super Champon by Ottoboke Beaver. <laughs> Named after a love hotel close to the high school of one of the band, Otoboke Beaver are a garage punk four-piece from Kyoto, Japan. Uh, The band formed in 2009 and released its first demo in 2011. There have been a couple of lineup changes, but the band are steady these days, featuring Akarinrin on vocals, Kahokis on drums, Yoyo Yoshi on guitar, and Hirochan on bass, who was a fan who sent the band an email asking to join when their previous bassist quit. I like that. Super Champon is Ottoboke Beaver's third album, and the band have called it their masterpiece of chaos music, which seems pretty accurate given how frantic and jam-packed this record is, particularly considering they managed to smash out 18 songs in 21 minutes. The word champon is Japanese for jumble, which also seems like a pretty accurate description of a record on which the musicians never let up and the lyrics 
are a head-spinning blend of hilariously delivered fury, though not lacking in poignancy. While the band didn't intend to occupy a feminist stance, this is where they found themselves with songs such as I Won't Dish Out Salads, a traditionally female societal norm in Japan, and I Am Not Maternal, a song about not particularly wanting kids, uh, which is also one of the singles yielded by the album and is accompanied by a killer animated video, which, like the music, is a hell of a lot to take in, but also riotously funny. The other single... Is Dirty Old Fart is Waiting for My Reaction, a blistering 58-second explosion of punk fury delivered in the band's compelling mix of English and Kyoto slang. And with that, I'll hand over to another Dirty Old Fart to find out his reaction. Uh, Chris, the weightlifter from Walmer Bridge, Otoboko Beaver, Super Champon or Rubbish Champon? Oh, well... It's definitely super champ on. This is, a, <laughs> this is a, a super album. But before we talk about the album, I've got a question of my own, actually. Go on, then. W- what on earth is a love hotel? Okay, so I, I had to look at look this up as well. And, you know, did, right? This sounds like, did you Google this? I did, but not at work. <laughs> Th- this sounds like something that even if I was on my own, I would still look over my shoulder before Googling. <laughs> I put it on private settings <laughs> and I, uh, I I looked it up and it's a hotel where you play by the half hour. <laughs> oh, I see. Right. <laughs> so okay. it, is, it is literally a, a love hotel, a, right, a hotel okay. where you can meet someone you love and want to spend some time with over, say, a lunch hour or a portion of the evening. So, okay, right, fact fans, here we go. Let me break it down for you. 18 songs, 21 minutes in length, the album. That is an average of 1 minute 10 seconds a song, with the longest track being 2 minutes 9 seconds and the shortest track being just 12 seconds. <laughs> it's pretty uh, pretty blistering. You get through the last, what is it, the last four tracks of the album in 1 minute and 40. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, so you've got Dirty Old Farters waiting for my reaction at 58 seconds, Followed by, do you want me to send a DM at 12 seconds? Followed by, do you want me to send a DM part two at 13 seconds? Uh, and, and then let's shopping after show at 17 seconds, which I love as a kind of, uh, I don't know, as a, as a, as a, a poor translation or, <laughs> yeah. or Japanese phrase or something. It's just really funny. And it's, it is. It's a bit like when you um, Google Translate something, isn't oh, it? Yeah. And it comes back like that. Yeah, yeah, it comes back oh, like what that. What was that saying? Um, yeah. I really, I really enjoy how so many of these tracks, just the title pretty much is all the words. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what, what did you think of this then as a punk record? Do you know what? I, I really, really did quite enjoy it. I mean, it's... It is. It's garage punk rock, essentially, mm. isn't it? It's garage punk rock, but with like <clears throat> mega short songs, uh, really fast, uh, furious, um, intense songs. But you know, I guess there's there's nothing new about that in in punk rock. But this does seem to bring a kind of new energy to the genre. Um, it's it's the, I don't know. There's something about it. It, it really is a cracking album. We've we've spoke about songs. Uh, sorry, we've spoke about albums before that have short songs. Hmm. and true of this album as well is the songs, although short, are completely fully formed. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're pretty jam-packed. The longer they are, the more stuff they got in them, the more twists and turns. It's like they, they can do what they need to do in 12 or 13 seconds and get out of there, which is amazing. Yeah, it get, because of because of that as well, there's something really exciting about an album of short songs. 
Yeah, it is. It sort of pulls you through the journey a bit, even when you're not <laughs> yeah. ready to move on. <laughs> I mean, like when you when you picked the album last week or mm. when you picked the album and we both sort of looked at it and saw it was 21 minutes, we both got giddy with excitement. Well, it's because it's such a curveball, isn't it? You yeah. Know I mean, like yeah. All, a lot of my favourite records, sort of 35 to 45 minutes. Mm. I remember like one of my favourite records was 70 minutes and two seconds. And I remember back in the 90s going, well, how am I going to burn that onto a CD for anyone? Yeah. Oh, hang well, on, no. CDs were 74 minutes. Maybe it was more a case of I'm only just going to be able to burn that onto a CD for someone. Maybe you were still on tapes and you didn't want to you didn't want to spend the extra to get a C ninety, you just wanted to oh, bang it yeah, on a C six. Suppose you could have done high speed dubbing, but anyway. Uh, oh, what album was that then? Uh that was spiritualized, ladies and gentlemen. We are floating uh, in space. Okay. But right, I mean yeah, you yeah. got Cop Shoot Crop at the end of that, which is sixteen minutes long, which at the time was like one of the longest tracks I'd ever heard in my life. Yeah, chop it, chop it. No, it's brilliant, man. <laughs> Doctor John plays piano on it. It's wicked. Anyway, we've moved on to Spiritualized, which is not quite what we're here for. Um, no. Right, so jumping in then, I Am Not Maternal, track one. Uh, <laughs> uh, crazy, frantic, punk, cool disco beat bit. Yeah. Or, or, you know, I don't know, it hits a bit of a groove and, and uh, you're like, oh, I like that bit. And this, uh, I think that's kind of characteristic of the album. There are various songs have, have bits that you kind of look forward to hearing. Granted, they're gone in a flash. But yeah. it, it's it's very it's very cool how they drop that stuff in, and I quite like how sometimes it's a beat, sometimes it's a guitar riff, 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 sometimes it's a, a gang vocal, sometimes it's just a really good vocal, like a really good lyric. Yeah, uh, <laughs> some of it's so weird. It's interesting how the vo- some of the vocals are in English, yeah, and some not. Yeah, it is is quite weird that I I don't know the thinking behind that, but it's it it really makes me laugh. Really yeah, makes me laugh. And there's and also some of the the way like the vocals are used. Mm. Uh, you know, sometimes it's almost like a percussive sort of instrument. Is it? I check your cell phone, which starts off with that oh why oh why yeah yeah, why? and that's, that's almost really cool. like it's really cool. But when you listen to that, it sort of goes on for quite a while. That little bit of vocals, it's almost like. You know when you hear an ambulance when you're driving your car, the sound of the <laughs> siren changes. Oh, it's the kinda... old Doppler effect. Yeah. Is that what it's called? Yeah, is that man. what it's called? Mm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's kind of like that. And it's it, you're almost like, oh, where, where is the beat? Where is the beat? They do throw a lot, a lot of clever stuff in there, even though it's sort of it's decep- deceptively complex. I nearly said deceptively simple, but I don't think any of this is simple. No. I, I think being in this band is is an intense sort of cerebral workout. You couldn't... You couldn't show up and not be on form and play a no. gig with this band. No. I mean, I'd love to see it live. I mean, yeah. That's one of the questions we always ask, but I'll bang that in there, really. I would love to see this live. I mean, what sort of set length are you going to play? I don't know. The, the previous albums aren't as short as this. I think oh, are they not? The, no, the songs are, are a bit more kind of around the two, three-minute mark, which is much more conventional. I mean, could could you handle much more of this? No, go. no, absolutely not. <laughs> no, I mean that's really the thing. Not. I said, I said before that I, I really enjoy this album, and I do really enjoy this album. It did take me a little while to get to the point where I really enjoyed it. My, my first reaction, I was sort of flitting between this is fantastic to going this is unlistenable. Like within yeah. seconds, within the same song. Oh yeah, totally. First time I put this on, it was a sunny morning. Uh, it was really early. I was walking to work. I was a bit kind of right. Let's see what today's got to offer. I know I'll bang on that new album, and I think I was about. <sighs> two three seconds in and i was like no not today 
Yeah. <laughs> you no, do have that. to, uh, you kind of got to build up to it. But it's nice because it is so short mm-hmm. that you can easily, you know, whack it on 20 minutes later, you're done. Yeah. And, and you can stick it on, you know, like you don't. Sometimes when we pick albums, you really have to pick your moment to go, right, okay, I almost need to have a clear hour. Yeah. Um, to, to, you know, to sit down and properly listen to this album, give it my full attention. Whereas with this, it's like, well, you know, I can bang this on three times in a day. Easy. Yeah. Three times in an hour. <laughs> yeah, it's, absolutely. Um, it is funny, isn't it? And I think, uh, I think that's part of the appeal of it, is the idea of showing it off to people and going, check this out. Yeah. <laughs> people go like, like, you know, even some of the lyrical stuff. I want to get into a few of the lyrical things now because it just makes me laugh. So track two, Yakitori. One of my uh, favourites. It's... What are they going on about? I am sorry, one day you are postal box. Yeah. <laughs> then there's something in Japanese, uh, or something I couldn't understand. This is something about yakitori, eat me. And then there's a section where they go, destroy. And it's, I mean, what is that? Like half a bar of, yeah. of chaos. And then it goes back into the main, uh, I am sorry, one day you are postal box. And oh, is that what the words are? I found myself making up my own words to that and oh. singing, singing along. It's 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 mad. It's um, I, I, I don't really I don't really know, but I'm pretty sure that's what it said. Uh, I've looked some of these up. I won't dish out salads. So this is the one about you know not being a conventional Japanese woman or fitting into with that stereotype. <laughs> one of the lyrics is, "What are you good at? Wow, great! You can dish out salads." <laughs> <laughs> that's in Japanese though so I had to look that up I was like fantastic what a great lyric but I think my my favourite track uh, is probably track uh, no actually it's mm, yeah one of my favourite tracks I'm not going to hedge my bet on the playlist yet but it's track four Pardon also on my favourite list <laughs> I don't know what you mean he say shut up yeah. Pardon excuse me I don't know what you mean shut up shut up shut up <laughs> and then it goes like <laughs> so, <laughs> at the end she just goes, ha, 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 ha. And you're like, what, what have I just listened to? It's, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, really, it really, really is. funny. It really is. Well, we're talking about favourites. <laughs> Do you want my other two? So, uh, uh, Go on. Yakitori and Pardon are, are on there. Um, I oh. check your cell phone. I, I very much like. Yeah. And um, <laughs> First Class Side Guy, which is the real epic track of the album. This is the longest one. Oh, yeah. Um, they're my four standouts. I think they're they're great. I, I mean, the whole album is brilliant. Is. I think my my only very slight nitpicking criticism of this album is I just think it could be slightly balanced better. I don't really, uh, not that I don't like. You want, a, you want an acoustic it, but... number, don't you? No, 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 no. <laughs> I just the way it gets to the end and whizzes through them four songs. Yeah. I, I, I would have preferred to have seen them being spaced out a little bit more. I think. Yeah, it's, it's, it's sometimes you come up with this this criticism of, of people like, what do you say? It's something I can never quite bring myself to say. Uh, I could do with the old snip snip, you say, and I'm like, oh yeah, well yeah. sometimes. But it's uh, this is this is the opposite in this case. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, fair play, fair play. Um, I want to jump in with another one uh, potentially for the playlist. Uh, George and Janice. <laughs> George and it. Janice. You love it. I do love it. And I just love, I, I don't know, I love the choice of names and the way they say them. George and Janice. Yeah. And, and yeah. please stop fighting. Janice is angry. Take care, George. Too much sugar. <laughs> You're like, what, 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 what's going on? Uh, it really, really, really makes me laugh. Um, but uh, I don't, 
I don't know what they're on about. It's, it's well, it's a couple in strife. I felt like a sequel to Herman Loves Pauline by um, <laughs> Super Furry yes. Animals. Yeah, I thought that weirdly enough. Yeah, I think it's <laughs> yeah. a choice choice of names, isn't it? George and Janice. Yeah, yeah. really kind of. It, it's the way it sort of scans is really nice. It George and Janice. Yeah, it's just good. It's good. Yeah, it's I loved good. it. Chaos, right? And musically, just a complete. Uh, uh, you don't know what's going on, then it's over. I yeah, think that's one of the one of the beauties. Maybe this is one of the tactical geniuses of their. Um, output is that <laughs> is that they don't give you the opportunity to overanalyze what they do or get sick of it or anything. It's just like, boof, there you go, done that. Now next, and yeah, and I think if it was if each of these songs were three four minutes long, you'd be like, no, stop. Also, yes, they probably yeah, need to be like supreme athletes to be able to power through a set like this. Yeah, I, that's what I mean when I'm saying I'd love to see it live. I just, I, mm. I just like want to see what the drummer does. You know what I mean? It's just, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I think it'd be insane. I really have do you think watched, it'd be insane. Uh, have you watched any videos? No, because we we don't sort oh, of yeah, we research, don't. Yeah, yeah, do we? Sorry. So I well, I, I am holding off, but I will do. <laughs> I will do definitely. I yeah, can't wait to see it, actually. It's pretty chaotic. I mean, I don't think there's much on there on on YouTube of their latest record of, of Super Champon, but there's some previous record stuff, which is pretty cool. Ah, uh, we'll give that a look. Um, so where did you come across these then? How did you find out about this album? Ah, oh, God, I don't even know, man. I think I was just like, I want a punk record, and uh, <laughs> just kind of hit upon these guys. It was like, this is pretty punk. Yeah, and uh, and uh, it was so bright. The album cover's so bright and. Yeah, vibrant it really and it, it really fits with the whole I don't know the whole feel of the music it's, it's yeah. clever clever good stuff the the video for I Am Not Maternal is absolutely on point as well bonkers absolutely like hilariously insane you should have a look at that too I will and I'll link it in the show notes I like the way you do that you sort of go genre hunting sometimes and then yeah. that's something I don't do um, I, I just sort of like haphazardly stumble across bands and records really but I really I really like the way you sort of go I want a punk record this week or I want something different it's, it's <laughs> yeah, really thanks, cool thanks man I also uh, I wanted to point out this is my second visit to Japan in this series uh, having uh, talked about a Japanese record previously um, but you know, I, I I like Japanese music, and this yeah. one was too good to pass up. So, uh, you know, even though I'm trying to be a little more kind of visit the world. No, I've that's cool. Japan that's cool. Twice. Well, you know, you know how it's a dream of mine to visit Japan. So, you know, maybe one day. One day. Maybe our fiftieth pal in ten years' time, eh? Oh, good. good. <laughs> don't, don't don't talk about that stuff, man. No. Right, playlist. <laughs> Let's do playlist. Playlist, I'm going with Pardon. It's just it just entertains the hell out of me. There's so much in that track that I look forward to every every time I listen. So uh, I'm going with Pardon. Cool. But I will probably Sounds keep saying me. George and Janice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. God, love I'd it. love to meet a couple named George and Janice. One day, my friend. Maybe when we go to Japan. Yeah, I'd love to see it. Right then, let's leave that there. So, onto the playlist then went Pardon from Ottoboki Beaver and their album Super Champon, as chosen by Andy this week. If you want to check out the playlist, please go to adventuresinmusic.com, hit the playlist button, or search Adventures in New Music on Apple Music or Spotify to find out all the music that we've put on from previous records. Now then, before we get on to the next album, which is my choice, as promised in the intro... 
we've been sent in a lovely little uh, recording from Phil from Secret Meeting, who's given us his rundown of his albums of the year so far. Enjoy. Hi guys, and thanks to Chris and Andy for having me on the pod to discuss some of my favourite albums of the year so far. We've had some huge releases from the likes of Kendrick Lamar, Charlie XCX, Big Thief, as well as Arcade Fire and our Zine 12 cover stars, Beach House. But if you uh, peel back the surface and look a little bit deeper, there's some records that don't quite get the same fanfare, but are equally deserving of your attention. First up is Aeneas Mitchell's self-titled album. Released back in January, it was a triumphant return for one of the great American songwriters of the 21st century. It extols the beauty of experience and appreciating the world around you. Despite it being her first solo album of original material in a decade, she hasn't stood still in the intervening period. As well as releasing child ballads with Jonathan Hamer, she put out an album stripped back re-recordings of older songs continue to conquer the theatre stage with a musical Hades Town and put out the incredible Bonnie Light Horseman with Eric B. Johnson, Fruit Bats and Josh Kaufman. With the new Bonnie Light Horseman album due later in the year, it will be easy to overlook this record, but you should do so at your peril, because at its heart is a beauty that cannot be treasured enough. Songs such as Bright Star, Brooklyn Bridge and the centrepiece Real World are absolutely wonderful. I wanna take you by the hand I wanna tell you everything Everything I want next record I'm going to talk about is Bummer Year by Keeled Scale signees Good Looks. The debut album takes stock of where the world is falling short and it makes for a deeply personal yet stunning debut. The real beauty of the album is in how personal Good Looks make the grand themes they cover feel. It's very easy to make big statements about the state of the world as you see it, but it's another for those protestations to take root and really make the listener care. At the heart of this record is empathy, both in terms of how they identify with the community and how you, as the listener, feel a kinship with what they are singing about. It's an incredibly mature album that, despite its serious themes, is a ton of fun to listen to. Highlights include Almost Automatic, Vision Board, and my song of 2022 so far, the title track, Bummer Year. Thank you. 
Tomberland's debut album, At Weddings, released in 2018, was very sparse in its arrangements, but no less beautiful for it. The follow-up EP, Projections, showed a real growth for the artist that she was heading somewhere special. And that has now culminated in a second album, I Don't Know Who Needs to Hear This, which was released earlier this year. The addition of horns and pedal steel really adds to the aesthetic to really accentuate her wonderful vocals. At times it feels like you're in a parallel universe to the one inhabited by the characters of the BBC series Life on Mars. But rather than stumbling into a 1970s Manchester soundtrack by Hunky Dory, you are slowly trying to establish a path through the smoke-filled hallways at the entrance of a dive bar at Tom Waits's The Heart of a Saturday Night. Tomblan is growing into a really special artist and this is further evidence that her star is on the rise. Tracks to listen out for are Sunstruck, Unsaid and Tap. Walter Martin is now of an age that bigger questions about life and meaning perhaps hang heavier than they once did. New album, The Bear, represents this competitive state of mind and is as focused on goodbyes as it is on hellos. But it also relishes in the beauty of the memories that we can cling to and the way in which they can shape our present. The fact that each day is a new opportunity and hope and wonder are never out of reach. Highlights on the record include the sublime closing track, The Song Is Never Done, as well as baseball diamonds. But I woke up so late this time, my liver wrapped around my spine, and that damn song in my head, if it's not yours, well, I guess it's mine. I noticed up in the clouds today a box of old electric trains, and I went back to Christmas morning. from 2020's Inner Song. Kelly Lee Owens' LP8 was produced with Lassa Marhaug and his penchant for noise music seeps into the record they've crafted. Owens' third studio album is firmly rooted in the haunting electronic music that made us fall in love with her but feels far more expansive in its scope. The unsettling introduction of Marhaug's production blends with Owens' spacious melodies to create something uniquely gripping. Standout tracks include the cyclical Cymraeg chanting of an Adley, the achingly beautiful instrumental Nano Piano and the majesty of one. You'll struggle to hear a better headphones album this year.
If you want to read some more of our favourite music so far this year, head over to www.secretmeeting.co.uk and check out our mid-year list. You can also throw us a follow on Twitter and Instagram. Thanks very much, and back to Chris and Andy. Lovely stuff. Thanks ever so much, Phil. Uh, and he's a lovely guy, actually. I haven't seen him in years. I hope he's doing well. hope you're doing well, Phil. Um, he's a lovely guy. He's a lovely guy. And also, we should say probably at this point, if you want to check out uh, Phil's fanzine that he writes yes. for, Secret Meeting, it is a very, very good fanzine. I've uh, got a couple of album recommendations that we've used on the podcast from there. Mm-hmm. They're on all, the, um, on all the socials. We will link in the show notes, but give them a follow. Um, they also do a paper fanzine as well. So uh, I think for a very small amount of money, they'll send it out to you and post it out, eh? Can't that say better wicked, than that. Isn't it? Yeah, good yeah. name for a fanzine, actually. Secret meeting. Oh, it is good, first, isn't it? It's first very good. national track off uh, Alligator, isn't it? Secret meeting. Alligator, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good, cracking, cracking track, cracking album, cracking fanzine. <laughs> All right, and Chris, uh, moving into the second half of the old pod. What uh, what have you brought us? Okay, so I have brought us the album "Out of Sight" by the Sheepdogs. Released on Dynalone Records on the 3rd of June 2022, Out of Sight is the seventh studio album by Canadian rockers The Sheepdogs. Although the group formed nearly 20 years ago and have such a large back catalogue, I have to admit this is a band that I hadn't heard of until a few weeks ago when I was doing my usual perusal through the latest releases and listening to tracks in hope of finding our next musical adventure. And the track I heard was track two on this album, Find the Truth, a track which, despite it being my first listen, had me singing along by the final chorus and punching the air in delight at the feel-good familiar sounds. And there is something about the comfort of familiarity in that song, and indeed the album that drew me in. The group have some heavy southern rock tones going on and remind me very much of bands I enjoy, such as the Allman Brothers, Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young, and Credence Clearwater Revival. But it feels like it's done in a way that pays homage rather than ripping off. This track feels like it could have been lifted straight from the Dazed and Confused soundtrack. So, what of the band's background? Well, after forming in university in 2004, the band released a couple of EPs and albums in the next years, and in 2011 they got their first big break when they made history by becoming the first unsigned band to feature on the cover of Rolling Stone magazine. Shortly after, the band signed to Atlantic Records and released their self-titled album, which was produced by Black Keys drummer Patrick Carney, and go on a long and extensive tour of the world, including stops at Glastonbury and Coachella. A further two records as a band, as well as a couple of side projects and solo albums, and that brings us up to the release of the album we have in front of us. Speaking about Out of Sight in a press release, singer Ewan Curry said, It's a weird world. Everyone's stuck in place, overthinking absolutely everything. We wanted to avoid all that and just get in the room, plug in our guitars and go. So that's what we did. Themes like optimism in the face of adversity, standing tall and staying strong, knowing that better times are around the corner, 
kept coming through when making the record and it felt really damn good to play. But does this record sound really damn good to listen to? It's about that time that I pass over to the Dwayne to my Greg, the John to my Tom, the Young to my Nash and ask, out of sight, the Sheepdogs. Is this album a musical success? Is it the equivalent of rounding up a field full of sheep with satisfying ease, ready to put your size 12s up in the field and tuck into your ploughmans? Or does this album feel mismatched and unbalanced, like dozens of sheep charging in all directions, leaving you getting increasingly more panicked and sweaty-palmed as you repeatedly shout, Come by! Come by! Come by! So that was... uh... That was an impassioned question there. Have you uh, have you done a lot of work as a shepherd? As a, a shepherd or a sheep herder? No, I haven't. Uh, that, that's got to be like where the word shepherd comes from, right? She- sheep herd, shepherd. She- yeah, yeah. I mean, I've watched uh, One Man and His Dog a few times, but... A few times. Yeah, I can, I can believe that. Um, country file? I beg your pardon? <laughs> You've never refiled anything. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so, right, okay. Uh, ignoring the question then. Yes, um, as we do. This is, uh, oh my God, this is like, this album is straight out of the 70s. It's yeah. um, not, you know, not for the first time. Recently you've chosen Buzzard, 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 who who didn't strike me as all that dissimilar. Maybe almost That's true, actually. transatlantic buddies in a 70s sort of fashion. Maybe like, I don't know, like the Allman Brothers and and over this side Slade or something like that. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, yeah. They're definitely, um, I don't know, something of the vintage sound. Instant vintage. Like when you buy jeans that have got holes in them already and stuff like that. Yeah, or, instantly or, distressed. Yeah, what, what do they call it when you do it to a guitar? Relict. Right, is that what they, they call relict it? Relict it, yeah. It's it's, uh, it's a nonsense, but actually, this is not a nonsense. I really, really love this record. This is probably the most feel-good record I've heard all year. Um, yeah, you've nailed it with Allman Brothers, CCR, and who else did you say? Crosby, Stills, Nash. Yeah, um, I also thought Steely Dan a little bit. Yeah, definitely not, not quite as tricksy. All of it's quite straightforward. It's nice to hear what you said about. Um, about them just putting a feel-good record out there and not not thinking too much about it. Yeah, yeah. Um, L- little bit it. of uh, Spencer Davis group sprinkled in with the organ mm-hmm. sound of the couple. I'm thinking oh, uh, Scarborough that. Street Fight for one. Yeah. Um. So we we've sort of listed off bands here. I think now would be a good time to. I've got <laughs> I've got written in my notes. Um. Because I said about it being a, a homage rather than a rip off. Mm. So I've put homage versus rip off. Discuss. Ooh. Okay. So, it's what not, is the difference between something paying homage and something ripping it off? Because uh, I'm not, I'm not hundred percent sure I'm buying it. But there think, is a difference. I think it's down to the listener. If you like it, it's a homage. If you don't, it's a rip off. <laughs> I, think, I think you're absolutely right. You know, I think you're absolutely right. <laughs> it's totally subjective. Not for the first time. Yeah, yeah. I, I think <laughs> yeah. Of you sort of you, for, you kind of forgive things, don't you? If you're on board with it. Mm. There's other other stuff that we've listened to, and I've gone, no, I'm not having that. It's, it's a rip off, and mm. yeah. No, interesting, I, I, I do think this is definitely lovingly put together as as an album. And you know what? It's it's all originals. It might it definitely comes from that that place, but it's it's originals. But I do think it's uh, it's not dissimilar to uh, something like Ma- Matthew E. White, who yeah, who, who kind of he's, he's a bit more solely these days. But you know his earlier stuff, 
a lot of it was very organic and and, and very rooted in 70s funk and um not so much the southern rock thing but definitely the kind of upbeat swagger to a lot of these songs yeah it does sound like a lot of the songs do sound like they could be covers but they aren't so something like i want to know i want to know you uh, I'm really sort of like every time I listen to it, I'm like, what is that? What is yeah. that? Um, yeah. I can't I, quite put my finger on it. I actually did that with um, Goddamn Money, track nine. Yeah. I was like, oh, this sounds like the song uh, that, that oh, who's it by? And I was like racking my brains and stuff. And I was singing it to myself. And I was like, yeah. And I got to the lyrics and I was like, Goddamn Money. And then I was like, Oh no, that's this song. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. It was like, oh no, that is that. It's, uh, it, I don't know. They've, they've coined their own, not their own sound maybe, but they've definitely got their own material that adds yeah. to that canon of 70s Southern rock with a funky, solely feel. That's the one that's got the classic cheese line of spending all my time working for the man. <laughs> but that's it again, you know. These aren't new ideas. It's no. just uh, beautifully and lovingly executed. I thought it was a fantastic record. Really a lot that. of this, I kept thinking about our uh, our good mutual friend Jude a lot of the time. Oh, yeah. this. And just bear with me for a minute. I'll tell you why. I said in the I said in the intro that like I was kind of the first time that I heard uh, find the truth. Which really does like sort of embody the spirit of the Allman Brothers, doesn't it? It sounds like Jessica, mm. the old Top yeah, Gear yeah, totally. thing. Um, but by the last chorus, I'm like totally singing along word <laughs> for word, and, and sort of. And and Jude has this unbelievable knack of you could play Jude a song, and she like sort of hums along with it, like she's predicting what the melody does, and she's nearly always right. It always impresses <laughs> me when she does it. I'm like, whoa, what is it? Is it really, really quite an impressive musical thing that she can do? Oh, anyway, wow. just thought yeah. I'd go off on a bit of a tangent well, with that. That's well, that, really that's nice. She's going to dine out on that for a bit, you know. You've yeah, made probably. Your own back there, pal. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but um, yeah, it did sort of bring that to mind while I was listening to the album this week. But um, yeah, I mean, so kicks off track one. Mm. Here I am, mm. uh, and it's got that sort of status quo T Rex style guitar, yeah. hasn't it? It's the song itself very, very much sounds like "Have You Ever Seen the Rain" by uh, by Creedence. Yeah, totally. And it's got this sort of nice interplay between the, the keys. There's lovely sort of all the way through. There's two guitars with like sort of harmonising. Um, I, I love the, uh, the the bridge bit as well, the bridge and solo section. And it comes out with a, a, a lyric saying, "Here I am with the band, sing it loud. That's the plan, making noise with the fam." And it's like, you know what? It literally is that simple. This is like their mission statement. Yeah. It's a, it's a real kind of, uh, what do they call it? A statement of intent, that opening track. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, is who we are. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and this is what we do. And it's beautiful. And I love the way it, it kind of, um, well, it moves straight into Find the Truth, the one that you'd heard. Uh, a lot of songs do that. A lot of songs run from one to another really nicely. I love like, that. Quite seamlessly. Like the first mm. three in particular, yeah. Yeah. I love the transition from Find the Truth to I Want to Know You. The, mm. it's, it's not like it f- fades into it, but it's, there's just a crossover. And yeah. it's, it's just it just works beautifully. And I, it made me realise that's something about albums that I really like when they feel a little bit more cohesive. It's not like song, next song, and there's nothing wrong with that happens yeah. with most albums but when you get an album that actually just sort of blends it it makes you feel i don't know that there's more more of a party going on that you're you're a part of yeah it's, totally it's sort of just a bit more of an experience somehow i mean maybe that's yeah. nonsense but you know a lot of what i say is i'm two cans of guinness in and, yeah. and but but I, I really like that as a, as a kind of touch of this album 
This is becoming a bit of a, a running theme of the series. Two cans of Guinness in. I think I'm going to get some T-shirts made up with the. Uh, that's a good one, actually. <laughs> Do you remember quotes? when we used to, yeah. uh, we used to say, uh, "Have you listened to it on headphones?" We used to say that. Oh yeah, that was series one, really, wasn't yeah. it? That was our series one, uh, like sort of catchphrase. Two we need to get some more Guinness ca- in. I've got a third can of Guinness here. We need to get a bit bit more catchphrasey, don't we? We need to go a bit more Little England. Little England? Little Britain. Oh, dear God, we do not. We could do with a horn, though. Ha <laughs> ha! That would be good. Yeah. <laughs> we love a klaxon. We love a klaxon <laughs> on this thing. We really do. Um, anyway, so, back back to the album. So I want to pick you up on something. This <laughs> on. is This is probably the most country album we've had, apart from maybe that Winchester, no, what are they called? 33 uh, Winchester. Yeah. Or was it something, some other number, Winchester, whatever. This is one of the most country records we've had. It's got, it's got lap steel all over it. It's got southern rock kind of hallmarks all over it, which is rooted in country music. Yeah. And, you know, you don't feel any shame over that? <sighs> well, I've said it, I've said it once, I've said it, must have said it 20 times. I'm an hypocrite, mate, you know. <laughs> I mean, I I went off track too, and yeah. for me that was like this is like sort of uh, you know Credence and Almond Brothers mm. all over, and, and you know, and, and I, I actually really like Credence, oh, uh, Clearwater Revival, really really like them. Can't not like Credence. Yeah, totally, totally. Um, favorite Credence song? Oh, probably uh, looking out my back door. Oh, mate, mine too. There really? we go, another one. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. I just love the video for that. Yes, it's it's just got just one of the videos that makes you want to be in a band. It's just a very simple video of the band rehearsing. The bassist yeah. looks like my dad, which always makes me happy. And um, I was saying that's really cool. It's also the placement of it in the film The Big Lebowski as well. is superb. It's absolutely. Is that brilliant. when he's driving the car? And he's so he's driving the, the car and he's smoking it's not a fag. Is it? A, it's <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a, it's a jazz cigarette. A jazz <laughs> cigarette. And he, uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he drops it and ends up crashing the car, but yeah. it's, it's so good. It's such a good scene, <laughs> such a good scene. I might link that scene to the show notes, actually. Good that's, idea. That's a good one. Mm. Good one. So, um, back to the album again. Mm. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like there's a couple of real cool trademark things going on with this album. One of them that I really do like is the harmonising guitar solo, which yeah. does crop up quite a lot. Um, again, I want to know you. So, cracking bridges all the way through this. Yeah. Really good. Really like it. Speaking of the country ones, I think probably one of the more country-sounding ones is probably carrying on track five, I think, yeah. would you agree? Uh, which, funnily enough, is one of my favourites. That's That's got lap steel on it. It's got honky-tonk piano. It's yeah. got your classic Motown fade where it goes from ten to naught in about half a second. <laughs> <laughs> that's classic Motown fade. I like that. Um, it really is, isn't it? Mm. Somebody once described it to me as... Um, Somebody like being uh, like engineering it on the desk, and uh, somebody asking him a question, and just whacking the faders, going out. You what, mate? <laughs> just pulling the faders down, and that, and that's the end of the song. I, I quite liked it as a as a title because it reminded me very much of Crosby, Stills, Nash and Young's uh, "Carry On," which is the opening track of Deja Vu. Oh, okay, um, and it's uh, I, I don't think they sound that similar, um, uh, but I had already clocked the. The Cosby Steals Nash and Young sound a likeness, or, or or maybe the vocal stylings, or the various different stylings on this album. Yeah, um, they sound a bit like Cosby Steals Nash and Young, and so I don't know if that was a, one of those little homages or a little nod to. Um, with carrying on, possibly not, possibly not at all. But <laughs> <laughs> 
I wanted to raise it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's, nice. it's been raised. It's been Thanks, raised. Um, the other thing, the other thing, this album really reminded me of is: Did you ever listen to um, a DJ called Dave Rabbit? No. I think it was. I think it was really. I think it was like a pseudonym. Basically, it was a, a radio, a pirate radio station during Vietnam. It was in seventy one during the Vietnam War. It was. It was sort of operated by a couple of the, couple of a couple of the troops, and they just played seventy stuff. Uh, it's called Radio First Terma, um, and there's this DJ called Dave Rabbit, and he used to play like all seventy stuff. And it's and it, it was also a very very funny guy. I think there's. I think it's on YouTube a lot of it, but I used to listen to it all the time. I remember when I first passed my driving test, and we had like uh, somebody got it on tape and we used to sort of pass it around uh, a few of us and we used to listen to it on car journeys and it's all like you know yeah, your classic 70s yeah. lots of Led Zepp lots of Jimi Hendrix but it, a lot of this stuff on here I was listening to it and I was thinking it, that would sit really nicely yeah. on you know that sort of radio station you know it's uh, it's oh, like totally. you said it's that sort of 70s vibe all the way through yeah you could you, I, you could take any one of these songs and you could bang them on a 70s compilation and someone would be like oh who are these I haven't heard of these and not Knowing yeah. that it was coming out in 2022, 50 years later. Yeah. It's, it, they've definitely done a good job, haven't they? It sounds very authentic. Yeah, it really does. I mean, that, like like you say, that organ, which is buried a lot of the time, yeah. is, is just a real... I don't know, a really beautiful thing to hear. Yeah, so that organ really comes out on Scarborough Street Fight, and that one, I, I love the sort of call and response vocals to this, and like I said, it really reminds me of Spencer Davis' group. Um, it's got a massive long jam at the end, it's like a good sort of minute and a half, great energy in the jam, and they start the jam, and it's been going for about a minute, and I'm listening to it first time going, it's going to fade out, it's going to fade and it doesn't, and I love that it doesn't fade out, it has like a proper ending, um, because I think, you know, too often bands rely on fade outs to oh. get them out of situations like that and it's a real bugbear for me <laughs> me too um, yeah, you know it. i like to hear a proper definite ending yeah, yeah. you know and and this has it so yeah thumbs up on that one definitely i really like uh, i really like the various change of pace on this album as well like yeah. you know, moving out from uh you know uh find the truth to i want to know you for example being one of them but i love mama was a gardener as a track uh, yeah, it's one of the more baldy ones, isn't it? Yeah, it's really cool. I mean, I don't really know what they're going on about, but well, probably the, the, their mother's gardening habits. But it's it's really it's really chilled, really mellow track. I think that's a really nice one. Um, and again, didn't I? Which is the second to last track. It sits really sits really yeah. coolly between Goddamn Money and Rough Rider '89. Yeah, and uh, and, and Rough Rider '89 has got that's a hell of a tune in it. <laughs> it's, it's such a ridiculous riff. The whole little thing little is, yeah. It's almost Benny Hill-like, isn't it? Well, it starts yeah. off like a 70s theme tune, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah, it really does. It's yeah. a lot of fun. It feels very tongue-in-cheek as well, doesn't it? Especially yeah. at last half when it starts speeding up. Yeah, but it's so clever. They're so tight. And, yeah. Uh, it, it's like they're epic, isn't it, at that point in, in the record. And, and then it drops. Like, boom, 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 yeah. That's really cool. I really, really like that. It, it feels like it moves through several different... Uh, it, you know, it does, yeah. And every time it goes into another movement, I'm thinking, right, come on, let's see how you get out of this one then. <laughs> yeah. And they do, and they, they do, do every time. And then they come back to it, and it's like... Yeah. Yeah. I can imagine, like, if I was listening to that on headphones, walking down the street, I'd feel 10 foot tall. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, man. It's great. It's a heck of a lot of fun. Heck of a lot of fun. Any low moments? you want to go in any low moments, or are you just happy? No, I'm not like that. That's your role. I'm just asking. Just <laughs> <laughs> I 
<laughs> Damn yeah. fine, man. I just buzzed off this record. I thought it was fine. a really good one. Cool. Uh, That's all right. Would you see it live? Oh, yeah, I'd see it live. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Um, in fact, you can see it live. In October, yeah. they tour and they play the Gorilla in Manchester. Oh, do they? They ah, do. That might be worth doing, you know. Yeah, I think that'd be good fun. Mm. I think that'd be good fun. Definitely. Mm. Definitely. And uh, tell me, what's going on the playlist? So on the playlist, I'm going to have to go for the song that I heard originally, which is uh, Find the Truth, just because I think that was my intro to the album. I think it's brilliant. I think it sums up the album absolutely perfectly. Um yeah, that's what that's what's going on in the album. Beautiful. Stuff. Find the truth. Find Lovely the truth. Choice. Yes. What a lot of fun that was! Thanks, Chris. Thanks for a lovely yeah, two, chat. Two very fun albums two there. Fun. I thought very fun, very very fun. We had Super Champ on by Otterbuck and Beaver and Out of Sight by the Sheepdogs. And actually, Out of Sight by the Sheepdogs is only thirty-eight minutes, so you could actually bang through them two albums in an hour. Wow. Look at that, folks. Two in probably, for one we've, hour. we've probably talked more about the albums than the length of the <laughs> albums themselves. Well, talk gibberish for, gibberish for more time. Yeah. Two cans of Guinness in there. Right, so next week we've got a couple of uh, a couple of exciting records coming up. I've chosen Timbuktu by Umu Sengare. And what have you got? Hmm. I have chosen Breaking the Thermometer by Layla McCalla. Nice, and I forgot to mention what track I've listened to. I've I've heard track seven, Kanu. What have mm. you heard from your record? I've heard track nine, You Don't Know Me. Yeah, I don't know you. You don't know you me. You don't know me. Who you are don't you? Don't know me. Who do you think you, you are? Right then, that was a lot of fun, mate. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, good. Cool. Thanks for listening, folks. If you want to uh, get in touch, do so at adventuresinnewmusic at gmail dot com. Uh, check out the website where you can listen to previous episodes, adventuresinnewmusic.com. Follow us on the socials, Facebook, and Instagram, some very outdated videos on YouTube if you fancy that. Uh, and don't forget to like, subscribe, tell your friends, broaden broaden our listenership for us, will you? That'd be fun, wouldn't it? It'd be nice to have listeners in, uh, in all continents, all corners of the world, all that sort of thing. And yeah, you know, always leave, leaving a review is dead nice if you fancy doing that. Although my friend Jake left one on, on Apple Music, which is really weird. Um, yeah, I tell you, do you know, I had, a, I had an idea about reviews and mm. I think um, probably should have discussed this off record. But anyway, um, I tell you what would be lovely if people leave a review and tell us what uh, what you're listening to in the review. Tell us what you're listening to or what your current favourite song uh, album is. That would be really cool. And then we can check out, you know, continue our new musical adventures. Yeah, do that. Do that, folks. That would be absolutely bang on. Right. Let's leave that there. We'll see you next time. <laughs>